This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Okay, Blue Jays trying to close it out against the Orioles. They lead 4-1 in the seventh. Oh, Mets taking it to Pittsburgh tonight. Uh, New York up 10-0. That game is in the eighth. Elks and Stampeders, Brickfield. Commonwealth Stadium Saturday 4:30 for the countdown to kick off here on 6:30 Ched and the game will start at 6. Now I can tell you that uh Trey Ford, quarterback for the Elks was back on the practice field today. Now remember Ford played in week 4 against Hamilton, got the win, modest stats, 15 for 26 for 159 yards, a touchdown and an interception, but uh he did get the victory. Also in that game, he rushed six times for 61 yards, so I should factor that in. Then uh, the next game, July 7th against Calgary, he went two for three for 52 yards, rushed twice for six yards, and got hurt. And uh, kind of an exciting player to burst on the scene. So, now he's not going to play this weekend, but he's uh, getting close to being, well, he's not eligible yet, can come back uh, next week off the DL. He was talking to uh, Dave about dealing with that shoulder injury. It's a little unfortunate too, especially because like I've never really missed football games throughout my career. I've always, I'm pretty sure I've played every single one. So it's, it was hard to kind of learn how to sit back, actually heal, and get better, and not rush yourself onto the field. But I mean, definitely happy to be back now. We obviously I wish I could have been out here earlier, but I mean, just we don't want to risk anything with the injuries. All right, yeah, and hopefully, I know Chris Jones has referenced that he didn't want to bring Ford back too soon, a guy he wants uh, long-term in Elks colors. Ford also commented on his rehab process. Uh, I wasn't allowed to do much when the injury first happened, right? And then I'm, I'm just sitting there, not really moving my arm a ton, and I'm like, oh, wow, like, I feel like I can get back right now. You know what I mean? And then you start moving it and doing actual physical activity, you're like, oh, I'm definitely not ready yet, need a heal. So it was hard to adjust to that because, like, mentally I'm like, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. And then I try to throw a football, and I'm like... I can throw it five yards, right? So that's not going to help anybody. And then um, just learning from there, just realizing that you have to get it back to 100, not just like strengthening it over time. It's not just going to be like, oh, it feels good this week. I'm ready to go. You have to let it heal fully because I don't want to re-injure the same thing. All right, a little bit there from uh, Trey Ford back at practice today for the Edmonton Elks. Head coach Chris Jones commenting on Ford's appearance. Yeah, we'll, we'll watch a little bit on film. We didn't do a whole lot, you know. I didn't want him throwing a ton today, but it's his first day back, and so uh, it's an opportunity to hopefully be able to evaluate him, and then uh, if he's if he's ready to go, then next week we'll uh, we'll put him put him on. All right, so there we have it. Trey Ford, maybe next week, uh, next week when the Elks play at the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, but not eligible to play on Saturday against the Calgary Stampeders. One of the bright spots on uh, Monday in that loss on Labor Day was new running back Kevin Brown had six receptions for 51 yards, five carries for 45 yards. He had a 27-yard gain in the second quarter, wiped out by a penalty. Kind of an exciting, quick player there coming out of the Elks' backfield, and Jones was talking today about how he found Kevin Brown. 
Well, Dexter uh, that played for me and G.J. Kenny that played for me in Saskatchewan and Dexter McCall that's played for me here and and uh, both in Toronto last year, he, he's coaching down there and they told me that they had a back and so uh, we, you know, we watched the film on him and knew that he was a good player and then uh, uh, when we went down to Dallas, some folks that were down there told us to take a look and we'd already done our homework, knew he was a good back and so when, when the opportunity to bring him, when uh, all the NFL stuff had gone away, then we had an opportunity to bring him up, and he, he was prepared. So he's a really good little player. Yeah, exciting player. I mean, it's been tough at running back for the Elks this season. You had James Wilder Jr. get hurt. He's out for the season. They've brought a couple guys in. Malik Irons has got some touches. You've had Ante Milanovic-Litre as the running back for a couple games, really more of a fullback in my mind. And Kevin Brown was dangerous. He's quick. He hits the opening hard. He was uh, hard to bring down. I do think now that Calgary has seen him in a game and has some tape, it's probably going to be uh, maybe tougher for him here in the game coming up. But nice to have another option for the Elks because, of course, with Lawler and uh, Arsenal, they got some pretty significant weapons not available on offense. So the Elks getting ready to go against the Stamps. That game coming up on Saturday. The rest of the week in the CFL, BC is at Montreal. The Lions without Nathan Rourke coming off a bye. They traded for Vernon Adams. Uh, Montreal with kind of a, well, in my mind anyway, a surprising loss to Ottawa at home last week. Ottawa will try to win their third in a row now. They host Toronto triple header on Saturday at noon mountain time, Toronto at Ottawa, and then it's the rematch Saskatchewan at Winnipeg. Uh, the Riders had the lead. In the first half of the home-and-home home on Sunday, uh, Winnipeg, as they often do, pulled it out and won by a couple points. And then the uh, final game of the week, 6 o'clock, Calgary at Edmonton on Saturday. So it's going to be a fun one here as we head into the stretch drive of the CFL. Calvin McCarty coming up in about four or five minutes. Uh, Kellen, let's just put a cap on sure. our uh, our topic tonight. we got a lot of people who have uh, written in. I've got 600 votes in my Twitter poll. <laughs> Should Peter Pockington at some point be inducted into the Edmonton Oilers Hall of Fame? Mm -hmm. It is 56% no. 44% yes. Uh, any uh, straggling text you want to get to? Well, you've got 601 now because I just voted and voted yes. So there we go. Um, okay. Anyway, <laughs> we have a, another anonymous text coming in and basically saying free names he hasn't heard tonight. Anybody mention Ethan Moreau, Sean Horkoff, and Jason Smith? Uh, for sure. Uh, well, all pretty good players. Yeah, I mean, uh, Horkoff and Smith were both captains. Yeah, I think those are interesting ones to debate as well, for sure. Mm -hmm. And then another anonymous text comes in and says, what about Todd McFarland? He, he drew one of the most iconic fur jersey logos in NHL history and in Oilers history. He is part of the Edmonton Investors Group which I think maybe will be inducted someday. So I don't think he would get in as an individual. And uh, when was it? Probably about two years ago, we interviewed Todd McFarlane. Yeah, it was little, a probably a little series, over three yeah. years ago. It was early in the, uh, in the pandemic. And that was a thrill for me to interview him because of his involvement with Oilers uh, and also because of his, uh, I mean, I was reading Spider-Man when he started uh, doing art on the book right in uh when was that the late uh 1980s then he won on to create spawn and, and has an had an incredible career there so i think if todd mcfarland gets in it would be as part of, of uh, eig okay gonna call a quick timeout calvin mccarty next inside sports with reed wilkins is brought to you by james h brown and associates alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers 
right. Love talking to this guy. 2015 Grey Cup champion. Almost all of his career in green and gold. Had a brief stint with the Calgary Stampeders. Now enjoying life here in YEG. It is Calvin McCarty. Calvin, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing, Reed? I am doing very well. It is always a pleasure to have you on the show. And, uh, you know, we've spoken so many times over the years. I know we chatted around this time last year when you were briefly a member of what most of people listening considered the wrong side of the Battle of Alberta. Uh, but how's life, man? Uh, how have you been the last few months? Man, I've been good, Reed. Uh, staying busy. Uh, got a newborn, four-month-old, Calvin Jr. He's not really speaking yet, but, yeah, uh, he's keeping me busy. Had a good summer. Um, yeah, man, it's, it's been good. I'm healthy, and, hey, uh, I'm, uh, it's, it's been good. Well, Calvin Jr., perhaps a future guest on Inside Sports. I'll have to put him in the uh, look-ahead file. Oh, yeah. But uh, this yeah. is what you're the, 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 your, your third your third child. How's uh, Do you feel yeah. like, okay, I've been through this before. I got it all down. Or what's it like the third time Man, around? I feel like, I feel like uh, it's kind of perfect timing the way it happened. You know, I've, I'm done playing and, and uh, be able to, you know, preserve, conserve my energy to this guy and, and, and you know, be a dad now. So, I mean, I've been a dad, but being a, being home, being able to do the things, grocery shop, wake up with the kids, take them to school, do all those things. And, yeah, I miss it a little bit, but at the end of the day, you know, it's, uh, I, like I said, the natural progression is to, I think, is to give the game back. And same thing in life, not just the game, but just my experience and, and being a parent and trying to help my son and my daughters and, and be here for my wife too. So it, it's been a blessing to be here and, and be able to walk around and, not too much soreness from 14 years of playing, but you know, there's not much complaining going on and just, uh, just excited, man. It's a new journey for me. So it's been good though. Well, you mentioned getting groceries, for example, something that most of us just take as our do as our part of our routine every few days or whenever we need to pick something up. But in football season, you have a very rigid schedule. So I'm wondering yeah. if you can elaborate on, the the spouses and kids of pro athletes right. they got to pick up a lot of slack while you guys are out there no playing. doubt oh they they're the real mvps i know you've heard that said before um and that's true you know behind every you know great man there's obviously a great woman but there's also a great family so uh i wouldn't be here and wouldn't have had the career without them and you know it's uh you know I, I get an inside perspective on what they go through 365 days a year now so it's, uh, I respect it. Now you won't hear me complaining about anything. Do you already think about what sport Calvin Jr. might play, or do you not let your mind go there yet? Mary, <laughs> if he's playing football, it's going to be a quarterback, left tackle, or DN. He's not playing running back. I'm going to tell you that right now. And baseball, maybe a pitcher. We'll see. Because they work every three, four days. So I'm going to give my opinion, but at the end of the day, it's, it's up to him. <laughs> But uh, yeah, he's a uh, he's a big guy, man. So yeah, we'll see. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. 
Well, I like that. I like that you have some positions in mind, just in case. Yeah, <laughs> just in case that's you it. Gotta... You come home with anything else, I'm like, eh. well, no, nah, I'm, I'm joking. Hey, whatever he wants to do, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Kelvin McCarty joining us tonight on Inside Sports. You've been doing some stuff with Jed, haven't you? Uh, some watch party stuff and uh, watching oh, yeah. some of the games. Yeah, how's that been yeah, going? I, I did the watch party last week in uh, Sherwood Park. Uh, Average Joe's. It was good. It was good. The turnout was good. I mean, and the Elks performed pretty well. And, you know, to, to be out there in that environment, to see the fans again, some familiar faces. Did an autograph signing a couple weeks back at the stadium and to see, you know, to be back in the green and gold and, and kind of back on the right path of, you know, the, the way I think, you know, things are supposed to be, you know, Edmonton's my home and uh, the green and gold is always, you know, dear to my heart. And we kind of briefly talked about the Calgary thing last year, having a chance to go out on my own terms. I know a lot of guys don't get that opportunity and I'm not even going to bring any light to the last situation, but yeah, if it was an option, I definitely would have been here, but you know, things happen and, and, that's just the way it goes. And really, sorry. And really, um, I don't know if he would be here if I didn't make that move. Cause that's kind of where, you know, this guy kind of came from. So distance makes the hot font grow fonder. It is true. There we go. We're getting, we get everything from you. A little football life advice, romance yeah, advice. Man. No the, doubt. The, the very well-rounded Calvin McCarty. I love it. You mentioned Labor Day. You, I think you said the Elks performed pretty well. And I've been talking about this on my show, well, this weekend at other times throughout the season as well. They got blown out three times. You lose by uh, 10 to Saskatchewan, 11 to Saskatchewan, 7 to Calgary, 8 to Calgary, 7 to Ottawa, and 14 to Winnipeg. I know yeah. a couple of those are double digits, but in both Saskatchewan games, they were leading in the fourth quarter. And against Winnipeg, they had the ball almost the entire game until Winnipeg right. put it away uh, with a big drive in the fourth quarter. Um, I, I know fans want wins. Close yeah. doesn't get you a win, but how close are the Elks and what's preventing them from winning some of these close games in your mind? Uh, I think, you know, the, just going back to the last game, I still kind of have a short memory as a player would, you know, you got to kind of forget the last game and move on to the next. But uh, the last game, I think that block punt, you know, you just got to sew it up on special teams. It's the details and you never know. The fourth quarter play is magnified, but really it's every play. And at the end of the day, um, sew it up on special teams, maybe a little more, you know, fire in the return game. If they can get a little spark, I think through special teams to help inspire both sides of the ball, I think they're closer than what people really think. Um, so, you know, it's always a couple blocks away. It's a couple, two, three, four plays max per game that really decide the thing, but you never know when they're going to fall. So you just got to play every play like it's the play and uh, execute your assignment. And given the change that they've had, it's kind of hard to, you know, not have those mistakes, but um, at the end of the day, I think they're they're moving up, and nobody, I don't think anyone thought it was going to be a one year, you know, and, and back to the promised land. Is you know, it's kind of a it's a process to get back to where they need to get, and it's a respect to the rest of the league and the West Division in itself. There's some good quarterback play. There's some good teams out there, and and that's just the you know, if we're in the East right now, we might be you know fighting for first or sitting at the top at first, but we're not in the East. I'm not making excuses. I would never do that. I'm just saying, comparatively speaking, these teams have been, you know, from the top down consistent. And 
we've had the most change within the organization, not just on the field in the office and upstairs. So, um, yeah, it's a process reading, and I think they're 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 trending in the right way. Yeah. Uh, well, I, you mentioned the block punt. That was one of the drives I I singled out on on Monday night. I kind of did of uh, an instead of thing, right. you know, because uh, they would have had a first and goal on the nine, but they got a penalty. So instead of that, they were you know back at the forty or something like that, and you punt right. instead of getting a field goal or a touchdown, yep. and then and or that's a, a great way to set them back or something. Yep. Yeah, and that block punt, I mean, if it's just a normal punt, who knows? Maybe Calgary doesn't get a touchdown, and you're down right. seven instead of 14. So, yeah, I like no, how you yeah. put that for sure. The, you played um, – though you started when it was Monday-Friday. When yes. you finished, it was Monday-Saturday. Yeah. Uh, did the extra day make a difference? It's a pretty short turnaround either Man, way. Big time. Big time. Really, I mean, not, not a day of preparation, just more so, you know, you rest your mind and rest your body. And I think it, it helped, but – I don't know if it helped. It helped the body. I mean, that's a short, the shortest turnaround. I think they, although the Elks played a few, I think they had three in one week last year. So they might that's be true, more yes. prepared than what you think for this game. But then I say that and half that team's not here. So maybe not, but yeah, that, that extra day, I think helps a ton, especially for, you know, the older guys when you get a little bit older, you definitely need that day. Yeah. Uh, you know, Chris Jones coached you and you mentioned the, you know, the promised land. You guys were, really good in 14 and outstanding in 15 when you yeah. won it all. Uh, Chris, clearly, you know, a lot of changes looking at a lot of players this season. What, for, from your memories, what do you think Jones is? And I'll, and we should talk about, you know, G Roy Simon too, and the other coaches, yeah. but Jones is kind of the leader. Um, what is he instilling in the franchise that you think is going to pay off in the long term? You know, we talk a lot about culture in pro sports. I think sometimes mm-hmm. it maybe gets a little bit overused, but is yeah. he, you know, is he changing the culture? Is he changing the tactics? Like, what, what can you say about Chris Jones? I mean, uh, obviously, you know, we wouldn't have won the Great Cup without him, and he meant a lot to us, you know, given that run. Um, it's tough, man. It's uh, I know, like, we're kind of going through a lot of change, so I want to use the word consistency, but it, it's about, you know, getting the right guys in there and, and understanding the game and um, – yeah, I can't really say exactly. I'm not in there, but I know Jones is going to bring the guys are going to work. They're going to put it on the line and they're going to give everything that they have. So, um, and they're going to keep learning. So Jones brings a dynamic coaching style. I know he's a defensive minded coach and, but at the end of the day, I think it, it takes everybody. So that whole coaching unit, the whole staff, I think they, they all need to get on the same page and, and, and get some consistency with the players as well at some point to be able to, you know, to execute and, and, and win games. And, you know, I said it before, you know, it's, I know the league has changed, the landscape has changed, but I think the, the Elk way or the Edmonton way is to to reload. And, yeah, people want to use the word rebuild, but I think it's still reload. It might not be as fast as people think, but I think um, Coach, jo- Coach Jones is the right guy to help get the job done, but it's going to take more throughout all levels of the of the organization to, to get back to the to where we're expected to be as the okay. French flagship franchise of the league. Yeah, that's where everybody wants to wind up for sure. Well, you're welcome on the show anytime. Now, are you doing? Uh, are, are you doing any camps? Like, tell me a little yeah, bit more I'm, about camps I'm, coaching. I'm at Absolute Human Performance out in uh, St. Albert, AHP. Uh, yeah, so we do it. We 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 help a lot of athletes with uh we have hockey players baseball there's a baseball academy i'm helping with so i used to you know play baseball a little bit 
but really weight room and speed and and mind and and also helping these these athletes who want to take their game to the next level to help them on and off the field as well or on and off the ice so i've been doing that um we have a tackle radon campaign see the chiefs yeah oh you can't even see that on there but anyways tackle radon.ca there's a few of us across the league myself and aaron grimes from the elks are kind of helping to tackle uh tackle radon radon's uh, one of the leading causes of lung cancer across canada Adam Big Hills in Winnipeg. I think we have Mackie, the fullback. We had to get some more fullbacks on there. Mackie from BC. So there's a little campaign going on with that. And if you, you know, you follow my Instagram or Twitter, you'll be able to find more information about it and or tackleradon.ca. But also, you know, if you're an athlete out there, you're a, a parent of a kid who any any sports, we have we have skiers, we have everybody. And uh we have a Taylor Burns is that the actual owner. He's uh used to play used to pitch a little bit. Uh, Ethan Elias was a pitcher for the Cub. He runs the pitching program there, and and I help with the speed and uh, performance side of things. So it's uh it's a way for me to kind of still stay you know competitive and give back. And and as as I said in the beginning, the the natural progression I think for me is to to help them you know to help the next generation to to stay confident and to help you know to to understand that you are on the right track as long as you take care of your business. That's going to help ease that those question marks that you may have in your head as an athlete of, of pursuing your dream. Am I, am I doing the right thing? Am I working hard enough? Am I taking care of the classroom? And if they do those things, there's nothing you can do. You know, you go back, you don't worry about camp. Like we have a lot of kids now that are going to hockey tryouts and sometimes they're nervous in there. And I just, you know, try and help them out a little bit on the mental side. Like you've been putting in, you've been putting the fuel in the tank, man. Now it's time to just let it go, relax, have fun. Cause I know I wish I had some of that as a kid too. So for me to be able to have that opportunity and to be in front of these kids, uh, I, you know, it's a blessing and, and it's still a great opportunity for me to use the skills that I've learned my whole life. So I'm excited for it. Well said. Kelvin, I hope to see you soon. Enjoy yeah, the Labor Day rematch on Saturday and uh, continue to enjoy your family and, and Calvin Jr., of course, man. We'll see you no soon. No doubt. All right. Go Elks. Let's go.